0: Greetings, everyone. And before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, anger is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another Drunken Car Review. Today we're going to be discussing, as it is our final episode of the year, well, the cars that didn't survive the year. The cars that unfortunately didn't make it. The cars that are dead in 2021. ...and are not going to be moving on to 2022. We are also going to be discussing certain news about the podcast that I'm going to be doing for the few listeners that I have. And hopefully you will find, well, something in this episode interesting... ...because I'm going to be announcing a few changes going into the next year. So without further ado, let us begin this review, shall we? So, without further ado, as I said, let's get into the review. Now, cars tend to ebb and flow, as you would say... Certain cars don't make it to the end of the year for various reasons. Mostly of them being because, well, they suck, or perhaps they've run their course, or just people ain't buying them. So, some of these cars I saw on the list that uh, the article I found on Drive Time that were on the list. Uh, some surprised me. Some didn't. Um, some were kind of recognizable names, but to be honest, they were so bland to be on, of a car. I did, I it just didn't surprise me in the slightest that suddenly would they would just, well, cease to exist. So the first car on the list is the Ford EcoSport. A car that I thought went out of existence, well, years ago. I completely forgot this car even, well, still was out there. I didn't to buy a new one, even. In fact, the fact is that it just looks even, just the exterior of the car just looks like something, like the first year that Ford ever built these type of cars in the early 2010s. To be honest, the car is... Unimpressive looking, it didn't have any advantages, it had some sportier trims, but overall the car just wasn't selling and it didn't look good to be honest. It wasn't horrible I guess, it's just another jelly bean SUV four-door sedan truck thingy-majiggy, it just isn't good looking to be honest. So the fact is they were removing it is not a surprise in the slightest. But the next car on the list was not a shocker to me in the slightest because it is by far one of the most hideous cars produced by the BMW company in years and thank god that they are removing this car from their lineup the bmw i3 the probably the most hideous car i've ever seen if you want to call that sorry excuse for a vehicle it's some kind of carbon fiber tubbed vehicle that just looks like a pile of shit. it was by far the worst car i had seen come out since well the nissan juke and i don't understand why it took them so long to remove this dumpster fire from their lineup. I get they're looking for an EV, but my god, this does not give them a good reputation. This kind of weird-ass three-door, four-door type system with a thing, it just looked like shit. And to be honest, sometimes BMW, I call them into question, with cars, well, not a car, rather a dumpster fire like this. So the fact is, they're coming out with an i4 later on, which I've seen some of the renderings, I guess it's not as god-awful as this distant cousin, but It's unimpressive, I guess, but at least it ain't this dumpster fire. So adios, you flying pile of garbage. We didn't need you, anyways. Now, the next car on the list is actually a little bit more iconic. Not as iconic as the i3, mind you, but it is still a pretty big car that Mazda had produced for, well, a while. Now, it's actually been gone for a little bit. In fact, for a few months ago, it's actually been gone. So. I don't know it's just it never struck me as well disappearing because I didn't notice it. I mean the well the Mazda Six the Mazda Six has been around in the Mazda lineup for as long as I can remember. It's been one of the oldest cars in my opinion, and it was widely renowned as one of the best driving midsize sedans well pretty much ever. but the fact is it had its shortcomings and to be honest, it just wasn't a hit with most people. It didn't have any kind of sporty capabilities. It wasn't a luxury sedan. It didn't have any kind of fancy capabilities. It was a good, well-built sedan. But in an era where you have sedans that are hellcats and sedans that are like BMWs being able to drift it's just hard to compete with that kind of lineup when you just have a decent sedan. Now, you can kind of compete with pricing, but at the end of the day, you can't fight something like that. It's just, It's just not possible. So unfortunately, with that, the the Mazda 6 is biting the dust in the 2021 model year and will not exist in the 2022 model year. This next car is uh, another car that doesn't surprise me it's going out because, to be honest, I completely forgot it even existed. The Honda Clarity, a car that, to be honest, it it was confused from the start. It was available originally as a full EV, a hydrogen cell power machine, or a plug-in hybrid, but the fully version left in 2022, or rather 2020, I mean, and not only the PEV stands left, but basically the hydrogen cell. It, it's a confused car, and the clarity was, it was very similar to the Chevy Volt, and it was no surprise that the electric little PHV, with about only 50 miles of electric range, didn't stand a chance, and the small gasoline engine got, well, it was terrible. It was just wasn't a good car, and to be honest, it doesn't look god-awful, eating anything impressive. Most things from Honda isn't that impressive. But it just it just didn't come out at the right time, and even if it did, I to be honest, I don't think it would have lasted much longer. It's just kind of a plain car, never sold well, never caught on, and to be honest, it's just forgettable. I mean, I didn't know it existed. I don't see why anybody would, unless you happen, well, to own one. But the big one, the car that I think most people will be mourning the loss of, is the Toyota Land Cruiser. That's right, this is probably the most painful ones most people will endure on this list. The Land Cruiser has always been an iconic car. Some have haters, some have doubters, some love it, some kind of are okay with it. But the fact is, the Land Cruiser has been sort of an iconic landmark in the Toyota lineup. And while it's never been the dominant off roader or the fancy mall crawling SUV, it's just sort of been there to be kind of a, a steadfast. I don't know, sort of a halo car, if you will, of the Toyota lineup. Sure, it's never been the best off-roader. It was good. It ain't no Jeep Wrangler, but it, 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 it could compete enough. The fact is, is that it had the same platform as the Lexus LS, and it will be remaining on that platform in the United States, but the fact is the Toyota Land Cruiser is, well, finally meeting its maker. The fact is, is while uh, logistically, it boils down to the fact that Toyota is going to be making more money selling the LX version than a Land Cruiser it, which is the fact is SUVs are popular in the US and to be honest most people buy these for the purpose of well, mall crawling the Land Cruiser just doesn't need to technically exist now do I think that's the right choice no I think that the fact is sometimes you just keep a car in your lineup because it's such a halo such an iconic car that sometimes even if you're not making a boatload of money sometimes keeping it isn't the worst idea and to be honest I think Toyota should take that approach but what are you going to do technically if you want a Toyota Land Cruiser You can buy the Lexus LX, which is the same platform, but it's just probably not going to feel the same. So it is probably one of the few ones that I think on this list that are uh, worthy of talking about in any kind of length because it's the only one that, I hate to say it, I have some respect for. But another car that did also come up on this list that I can't say it was a shocker. I mean, they talked about it for years. It was only supposed to be a short-run car. This car is the Polestar 1. This was kind of their first car that Volvo was unleashing in their whole fancy brand new Polestar lineup. And the Polestar 1 was kind of a hybrid car. And to be honest, considering the brand was going to be trying to focus on the new EV platforms, it was no surprise and it was kind of expected. Everybody knew it from the start the moment the car released that it wasn't going to be a permanent fixture in the Polestar lineup. Now, the car was actually pretty impressive. I mean, it put out a whopping 619 horsepower and the price... It was expensive, but it's a luxury brand, so it wasn't as surprising, but 155 is a bit much. Over the three years, they've only built about 1,500 of these models. Like I said, the primary fact of the Polestar 1 was just sorted to be a halo car. And the fact is, is that they didn't produce, plan on producing these for any lengthy period of time. So the fact is, if you happen to own a Polestar 1 or have the millions of dollars to purchase one, you actually have a pretty collectible car because at the end of the day, these will become collector items, even probably more so than the Polestar 2, which came out not too long ago. Despite yes, at the end of the day, the Polestar 1 was a halo car, no surprising that it's going to be leaving us into the 2022 model year. Now, another car that's going to kind of be leaving us is the Golf, well, the Volkswagen Golf. Now, I'm no fan of Volkswagen, but well that's for a variety of reasons but the fact is is the Golf has always been kind of a car that's always kind of existed now I say kind of being removed because they're not entirely getting rid of the Golf they will still have their fancy GTI and their Golf R coming out and it will always be part of their lineup but the fact just the stock regular plain old Golf just normal Golf is going to be disappearing from the lineup because at the end of the day you're not they're not selling much of these. Most people who buy Golfs are looking for that performance package. It's just not necessary for them to have. So, Golf, not a big surprise, is going to be biting the dust. Now, another vehicle that is going to be removed is the Mazda CX3. Primarily because it's going to be replaced by the CX30. It's just well, a slightly, little bit larger vehicle than their Mazda 3 hatchback. But the fact is, the Mazda CX3 was strangely. It was it was kind of an odd car to begin with. It didn't have this it didn't have the size of the small wheelbases and small sizing of the the normal type of car, and it was just bigger, a little bit larger than this today. It was just a confused car to be honest from the start. And at the end of the day, its looks did reflect that. It kind of had elongated front end, what's the back and kind of looked just like a normal hatchback type SUV vehicle. It it wasn't ideal. And the fact is it's no surprise that Mazda will be getting rid of it. Now, it's not that they're entirely removing the idea of it. They're simply replacing it with something they feel will be a bit more um lucrative for them in the end. So, yeah, Mazda 3, I mean, anything too tragic, it's just kind of meh, gone. Now, the other car that is kind of meh is the Hyundai Volster. It is the one that kick the venerable end-performance division, but the fact is, is that... Again, it's another car I didn't even realize existed. It kind of faded off into obscurity and nobody really noticed about it. And the fact is, is the reason why they're getting rid of this one is because at the end of the day, while the N-Division was kicked off by it, nobody buys these type of cars unless it's the fancy, super powerful performance edition. Kind of like the gulf and is suffering from the similar problem people still buy volstar ends but nobody buys just a regular volstar there's no reason for them to keep this car and with the end models still not selling nearly enough to keep it alive it's just not necessary and overall it's losing out to the cheap volstars it's not a huge loss compared to the other vehicles of its similar lineup so overall it just doesn't need to exist so it's going to be another car that's going to be biting the dust in the Hyundai lineup But the one that will probably, other than maybe the Land Cruiser, have more people crying than anybody else is the Volvo V60 and V90 wagons. The wagons were just a a dying breed to begin with, and the fact that any brand still had a wagon in the lineup was shocking to begin with. They were kind of dinosaurs walking at the end of the day. They have a cult following, as any type of hatches do, not hatch, wagons do. But the fact is, is that it's it's a wagon. It's just not ideal for the modern anybody, really, for that fact. Now, they kept them on the lineup because they were funny, or not funny. Well, they were funny at the end of the day. They were just fun, electrifying cars. They, they were fast. They had some kind of sportiness to them, while still being kind of practical. But at the end of the day, with SUVs now catching up while surpassing them, and with sedans just making them unnecessary, wagons are just kind of a dying breed to begin with. It was more surprising to me that Volvo still had these in the lineup, and while they got a lot of talk, at the end of the day, it's no surprising that they are going to be cutting these from the lineup. So if you are interested in catching a wagon, possibly even the last wagon for a very, very long time, you probably want to go out and buy one now if you still can, or find one on the used lot. Because at the end of the day, I think that these wagons, while not ideal, they will become kind of collectors for the cult classics of the uh, wagons. They have a sort of a fond memory with a lot of older folk because well they drove wagons when they were younger and they sort of have a fond memory especially as the family car now the final car on this whole list that I saw was a car that I absolutely hated that's right the Volkswagen Passat no I mean the fact is the the Passat was the most blandest car I think I have ever seen since the Jetta it's just the most cookie cutter Average looking, normal esque, nothing really surprising, nothing fancy, nothing weird, nothing average. It's the blandest car ever. If you put a five year old and told them to draw a car, that's what they come up with is a Honda Passat. It's a boring vehicle. And I never understood why it was still even. I mean, Volkswagen is an exciting brand, but bloody hell, at least do something with it. Make it look somewhat sporty or somewhat interesting or somewhat. I think it's luxurious, but it's just weird. It doesn't. It just bland. I don't know how else to describe it, because there's nothing else to describe. It's just, if you put anybody down and just tell them to draw a car, that's what they'd end up drawing, just a boring-looking four-wheel sedan. It's just boring as all hell. There's nothing else to describe. No surprising it is going to be kicking the dust, kicking the bucket in the new 22 model year, because, well, who needs it? I certainly don't. Anyways, that concludes the Somewhat lengthy list of the cars that are going to be biting the dust in the new 2022 model year. Some are surprising, some aren't, and some I didn't even realize existed. So, anyways, I discussed earlier in the podcast that I'd be doing a little bit of an announcement about how I would be running the podcast in the future. As you may have noticed towards the end of the year, I kind of was sticking to a one podcast schedule, and that's going to be the plan in the future. I used to record when I first started doing these as sort of a Two episode a week thing, sort of like 10 to 15 minutes on my way home. And it's kind of evolved a little bit from now to being unnecessary. I'm probably going to be recording at least 25 to 30 minutes on a lengthier period of time, at least once a day. As far as what day that'll be, I haven't yet decided yet. I'm thinking of keeping it on the Thursday schedule because, well, it just seems more appropriate and it still kind of catches it midweek. But yeah, I'll be recording one episode a week from now on about 25 to 30 minutes because I think that's more appropriate and I like the feel of it better. It allows me more time to go into more in-depth detail on cars and talk a little bit more about possible news and well my opinions on that news as well. Also I will be changing the name of the podcast. Drunken Car Reviews" is something I came up with on the fly and well it's not a bad name. It's something I don't really care for because it gives off a bit of a wrong impression i do not condone drinking and driving nor would i imply that i would encourage it so i'll be changing the name of this podcast to something a bit more appropriate what will this new name be well you'll have to stay tuned if you're well the list listening to my insanity the next year when i'll be announcing it and changing the name possibly even around new year's and then announcing it officially in the new episode i haven't yet 100 decided on what that'll be but it'll be, it won't be—it will be too much of a change. You'll still recognize me in my insanity because, well, it's not going to change the fact that most of the times when doing these podcasts, I will have some kind of liquor nearby. Anyways, and finally, as a last bit of an announcement, I'm going to be attempting to possibly branch out into a bit of a website. I know a lot of podcasts have websites, they ain't that much to maintain, they're expensive, but i got to figure out what I want to do with this website. I am going to be linking all my podcasts to it, but I also want to do possibly even a bit more. More than just, well, linking all my crazy insanity just to one thing. Possibly even opening up a blog where we can have an open discussion about things like cars, hobbies, interests on relating to cars, possible information, news, and just interesting talk. And maybe even possibly me offering any kind of advice my insanity can offer. But, like I said, that's all up in the air. I hope to kind of progress this a little bit, make it a little bit more accessible, and maybe try to build somewhat of a community around my insanity, because why not? Why not invite more patients to the insane asylum? Because, well, we need company, don't we? Anyways, I think that's all I got for you. Now, I didn't record a Christmas episode, so happy, bu- happy, nothing huh, it's birthday or something no merry happy merry belated christmas if you will and i wish you all a happy new year and i hope you all have a wonderful 2022 up and coming i thank you all for listening to my terrible ending and my insanity today as well as possible news in the future about this podcast i wish you all a great day a wonderful night thank you and goodbye